Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, I have a special one for you today, a true heavyweight tag team matchup battle royale. I bring you two of the top trending podcasters out there right now, curators of all that is awesome, Jordan Paris and Mark Metry. Both have been tremendous inspiration for me to launch and craft the podcast, as well as just being genuine, humble, helpful, and authentic humans, to which I am grateful. Thank you, gentlemen. First up, Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author, web developer, coming in at a weight of 100, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> author, web developer, podcast host, and former college athlete, he's been featured in Men's Health, Yahoo Finance, and NASDAQ, and has just been a beacon of light, inspiring people all over the world. And his podcast, Growth Mindset University, was ranked number three in the iTunes training categories and consistently on the top 10. On his show, he interviews young up-and-comers and the most successful people on the planet, like Kevin Rudolph, Dave Meltzer, Mark Manson, Rachel Starr, and Adam Posner. Yes, that's me. He did. <laughs> um, he's awesome. And I love his just you know approach to business and life. Quote, don't make a living, design a life. And, and I love it. And he just got this amazing creator's mentality and being able to produce outstanding results for himself and just being a shining light, and, and Jordan's awesome. And my second guest, if you don't know him, you must be living under a rock. Mark Metry is the host of the Global 100 podcast, Humans 2.0, featured on Forbes, NASDAQ, Yahoo Finance as well, as well as the top 21 growing podcast you must listen to in 2019. His show has been listened to over 4 million times and features an incredible lineup of speakers, including billionaires, professionals, athletes, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists and New York Times best-selling authors. He delivers effective talks, workshops, keynotes, and just an all-around awesome human being. He's also the founder of VU Dream, a marketing and brand agency out of Boston. And Jordan is somewhere in Florida. Fort Myers. Fort Myers, there we go. And I connected with both of these guys over the past six months. The old-fashioned way, just reached out, networked, we talked, we made it happen. And you know, we consistently stay in touch. These guys inspire me. And, you know, as this podcast was picking up momentum, I knew the time was right to have them on. And at first it was interesting because I planned to have them on separately. And I said, you know what? Let's try something new. Let's bring these guys here together. And without further ado, I welcome to the podcast, Jordan Paris and Mark Metry. Welcome, gentlemen. Woo! Pleasure to be here. It's, uh, this is something new with two, uh, two interviewees. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah, we're definitely going to see how it goes. So typically when I do these podcasts, I asked guests to do their origin story, and I think I, I did a pretty good job of that in the beginning. That was, I think, probably my longest intro I've done. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and you know, you guys know that I'm in the recruiting business. And one of the first questions that I ask candidates is, tell me who you are and what you do best. So I'm going to throw that to Mark first. Oh, man. <laughs> so honestly, man, like, I'm just a human, you know, you can, uh, you know, fit me in any kind of group, whether that's, uh, 
being a 21 year old or a podcaster or running a business or this and that. But I mean, I'm just somebody who's trying to experience like the full fidelity of life. And I don't really think that has any sorts of um, definitions and like really, man, like I'm just trying to do great stuff. Like I try to spend my time with like the best people that are doing amazing things and you know, that's great because it always pushes me outside of my comfort zone. Um, but honestly, it just makes me rethink my whole life. Like, what am I doing here <laughs> at 10 a.m. Um, at my house uh, looking at two guys in a Zoom call when, you know, I, like I talk to people that are impacting the lives of billions of people. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. It always makes me kind of shift my perspective. And it's just like, you know, I think that's life. I'm just trying to get better at it every day. Yeah, man. And, and I always say it comes down to the common denominator. If you're, you're affecting one person's life in a positive way, that, that's, that's what counts, man. And it's all about scaling that. Jordan, who are you, dude? What do you do best, man? I'm here to enjoy life. I have a soft spot. I question myself. I cry. I, you know, I, I'm a normal person and I... You know, I, 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 I take pride in the, in the soft spot and just being weird and goofy and just, I don't know, I have fun. And, uh, you know, my purpose is really to, you know, teach the lessons that we should have learned in school, but didn't and Good bring one. people, yes, at, give access to people, you know, br bring all these people on my show and espouse these lessons, you know, like Mark and I did a, you know, did a show and he taught he had some great lessons on ego that we had talked about that, uh, you know, just doesn't really get talked about. And I love like I've, you know, I'm sitting there writing, you know, Mark's post when I post, you know, when I put it out there and I posted it, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like this, is, this is what I love to do. Like, I'm so glad I get to communicate this message to people. So that's what it's about for me. That's awesome, what I man. am. Yeah. I mean, Jordan, you guys... can I ask you a question? Sure. When was the last time you cried and why? Yeah, that was, was my on. fifth question, man. You just stole yeah. my question. That's, that, that's a that's a great that's a great question. I think we could all kind of answer that. Yeah, what's it yeah. Friday right now? I did it on Tuesday actually, and it's because I am quite unfortunately still in school, and there's I'm in the toughest class at the university right now, and uh, it's soul crushing, and it's you know taking me away from doing work that matters for people who care, and I you know during the it's a three hour class from six thirty at night to 10 o'clock at night, 6 30 to 10 o'clock. And uh, you know, during the break, I, I literally like I, my soul was so crushed. I just, <laughs> I, I, I broke down and like probably cried harder than I cried in years. <laughs> like it was, and how'd you I feel afterwards? It was, it was a cathartic, like you I, had to get it out of you. I felt much better because it was building up for a couple of days. So it once, once it got it out, it was like a turning point, you know? Good, good for you, man. And it's interesting. So, you know, a common theme that I get from both of you, I'm a huge fan, um, you know, consume a ton of your content. It's hard for me because my time, like everybody else is super limited. I got to find time between kids, family, work, and I find those opportunities. and I push other things aside to really ingest content. And it's, and I really have to be mindful of what I ingest because there's a lot of fluff out there. So for me, it really needs to resonate. And a common theme that I get from both of you guys, and it's so amazing at such a young age that you have the self-awareness to really take ownership and control of your life. And what I see from an outsider's perspective is you're curating these experts 
that really bring these ideas to life to your podcast. So Mark, you know, what elements in your life did you see going in the wrong direction that you turned for experts and advice to? I think that's a great question, man. And like, honestly, what I think I'm doing here is like, you know, I've interviewed so many people, like I've completely lost track at this point. And it's honestly hard for me to think about that number. But honestly, what I think I'm doing is just like, like I have a, like a thesis in my life that was created of basically when you're born here on this planet, unless you're like Mother Teresa, you're basically built with the default unconscious version of yourself that you end up creating for like the first part of your life. Some of that is good. Some of that is not so good. And my thesis is like, okay, now that you're aware of it, you can always strive to hit like that version 2.0 of yourself in, in whatever area. And it's like, this is, it's not like an arrival point. There is no like, Oh, I made it like, you know, today when I was at the gym, you know, you have the option. I have the option every single second to choose like the easier way or the way that may be a little bit harder, but I know is going to grow me. And so what I've been doing on my podcast is just like, somebody may not resonate with the, with my communication style. Somebody may not resonate with my story. So I'm going to interview all of the people in the world to give evidence of my theory. So no matter who listens to my podcast, whether it is a, a girl from Morocco or some, a uh, 45 year old dude that came from Africa. Like, these are all people that reach out to me. Awesome. They're all able to resonate with at least one of those stories because, you know, I was reading this great quote yesterday and it's like, you know, humans do not think in, um, in, in data or in statistics, they think in stories. And so if you can use that story as sort of a, a leverage point to penetrate that person's like mindset in a way that, you know, almost sort of drops their defense mechanism, then I think that's really what we can do. And, um, and for me, I mean, like I definitely had my fair share of struggles like everybody else. I uh, grew up in relative poverty, um, definitely struggled with social anxiety, had my fair share of bullying, like every single other entrepreneur that I talked to. Um, and so, yeah, those, those for me were definitely the big ones. And I just made a conscious decision once I was finally aware of it. And that's incredible. That I mean, I mean, again, I keep going back to this, this point of self-awareness. If I had, you know, even a quarter of the self-awareness when I was 21, 22, you know, I, I wonder where I would be, you know, for me, it was much later in life. And I had my, my, my humans 1.0 into 2.0 really happened for me right around the time I met my wife about 11 years ago. And she helped me step out of being somebody who I used to be, who I thought I was into the the potential, the man that I am now. And, and I thank her for all that. Jordan, same, same question to you, man. I mean, you know, where did you see, you know, this podcast that you have really bringing people together to, to, to help you? What, what were the, some of those areas for you? What that I looked to for help? Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, sort of what we were talking about, like, you know, I still, you know, as great as and enjoyable as my life is now, like I still have those down moments and we were talking about it. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, like, I, I, like, I hate the narrative that, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm just speaking objective fact, but like I was, you know, I was in therapy when I was four years old for sensory issues. Like I would cry, I was the most difficult kid. I would cry at the drop of a hat, a loud noise, you know, just something, anything. 
And, uh, you know, I'm a sensitive guy and I still like, you know, um, I go back and forth between different moods. It's, it, you know, as I grow older and mature, it's increasingly more, you know, enjoyable and fun and happiness, uh, you know, but I still go back there and I, you know, I, I turn to my guests for, you know, help with that. And really like I asked Jarek Robbins the other day, uh, I guess it was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday, same day that I ended up letting that cry. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, do you ever, you ever feel sad or depressed, man? And he goes, yeah, you know, and I'll let out a cry for 10 minutes and I'm, and I'm good. And I'm, you know, I'm back. I regain my composure. And yeah, it's almost like validation for me that like everyone experiences this kind of thing. And I also yeah, like to, I, I, one of my favorite questions is when, when you ask, when, when people ask you what you do, how do you answer that? Because I have a tendency to spill all and tell all and just come off like not the best. Sometimes I'm getting better with that. Uh, but I found that refinement, man, it takes time. Sure. And I found that, you know, the most successful while also, but also most humble people say like, for example, my friend, Matt Nelson, who is, a year older than me, 22. He runs those dog rates pages on Twitter and um, and Instagram with tens of millions of followers. And, you know, when people ask what he does, he just says, you know, I work in social media. Yeah, bubbled up. Right. And same, you know, people have, people just say, you know, I'm a marketer. Like they, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've liked to, I like to take that. And I just, there's so many nuggets that I just take from, my guests and use and apply to my own life. Like right now I have on my, uh, you know, to my right, I have my notebook that I put on my bed so that I remember after this, I'm going to write my 10 ideas for the day, which I got of course from my friend James Altucher. Mm. And I've been doing that for a little while now. And uh, it's been, it's been great. You know, that's, that's, that's a fantastic process. I want to talk about failure for a minute. You know, I, I spoke about it on your show, Jordan and, and Mark. We've talked about, you know, my story before where, you know, I didn't recognize how positive failure was until way after that failure point. Um, Mark, for you, what, what was the biggest failure so far in this le- in your in your life? And, and you know, what did you, you learn from that? What did you pivot? Um, biggest failure. You know, honestly, man, I um, I really don't view it that way. I um, maybe it's a misstep. Ask- maybe it's a misstep, right? Maybe it's a misdirection. Maybe it's a misstep. Maybe it's a. Reg- I don't even want to use the word regret, but something that you could have done differently. Yeah, I mean, I, like again, like I really don't believe in that. Like I get that question all the time, and it's just like I I don't view life that same way. Like I, ever since I can remember, like I've. I've launched so many businesses that I've completely lost count and most of them have failed. Um, for me, like growing up in school, I was a, uh, a pretty bad student. I failed all the time and failed in my social life. And so honestly, I think those early experiences just sort of conditioned me to today to um, not really seeing it as failure. And like, obviously, I mess up, I make mistakes all the time, but I just like, like, like in my mind, I never think like, oh, that was such a big failure. Like it, it just never happens. I think like, oh, I definitely need to improve at that. 
But like when I look back at my life, you know, I know the only failure is actually me just not trying. I know the only failure. Mm, I like that. Is if I, you know, just go to sleep for like 80 years and wake up in my deathbed and, and don't do what I want to do. And then I also know that the things that I do want to do, and if I fail at them, and I probably will, and the things that I have already failed at, you know, I believe in life that everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be. And like when I was growing up, when I was like 15, 16, and I was running a six figure business, I literally thought I was a failure at that point. I was literally like, what am I doing with my life? Total perspective. And yeah, exactly. And so I know that even if I do get those thoughts and feelings of like, oh, I'm a failure or I failed at this, it's all just a trajectory to take me to wherever I need to be in the future. Like, who knows? After this call, I could completely just shut down my podcast, shut down my <laughs> No, that can't happen. I'm not responsible for that shit. That's not happening. That's not on me, dude. You could blame I, I, on me, man. <laughs> I could go move to an island or something. That's fine. As long as you have Wi-Fi there, dude. <laughs> I could go to sleep for like 20 years and I know I'd still be able to wake up and do whatever it is that I need to do in like the grand timeline of like my life's existence. Like I just, I view it from like that sort of like ultra uh, spiritual uh, perspective of, you know, whatever and happens, happens and it's going to put me on the right path. And that, and that's totally cool. And you know, I say this all the time. You guys are old souls. You probably hear this all the time from everybody. And I really sound like the old freaking man in the room, even though I don't feel like it now. But I could say that looking at you guys. I mean, I was in your shoes, you know, you know, 18, 19 years ago. But there's a clarity that you both have that I admire. And I think it comes truly from your epic level of self-awareness, which is incredible. Jordan, I think it is. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but... um. Like, I, you know what I think it is? I think Jordan and I, you know, have definitely gone through our own life's experiences that have built our self-awareness and so forth. But honestly, man, I think a big part of it is the fact that uh, people like Jordan and I and you, you know, we now have access with technology to learn from other people's mistakes, failures, like all the books that have been yep. written, we now read those. All the podcasts, we can now listen to those. And it's like, when that happens, you know, you're, you're learning at an exponential level that's never been possible for human history. Right. And, and that was and my so question. Like, and that was yeah. my exact question. Like, how did you achieve this accelerated rate? And I think it's kind of clicking in my head now. I'm like, holy shit. It's because you have all this information and technology at your fingertips, yeah. you know, you know, that, that I didn't, that I didn't have. And that kind of leads me to the next one, you know, Jordan, again, and I apologize because I didn't know like the, the exact origin story, but what was that impetus? What was that moment when you said, I am going to launch my podcast? No, there wasn't one. Everyone asked me this. I have no clue. Okay. Like, Did you just like wake up? I and have, ten no, ideas? I don't know guys. Like I just, all I know is that the first, the first two episodes came out on April 17th of 2018. You know why I know that? Because Apple podcasts and Spotify said so. Uh -huh. Other than that, I don't know. Like I don't recall a conversation. I don't recall a moment. I don't recall a thought process, time, location. You hit record. It just happened and hit record. And that's like most things in my life. It just sit, all the good things in my life, not even most things, all the good things in my life have come from a, singly, a singular decision without hesitation that sometimes I don't even remember. 
Because the more time that I have to think about something, mm -hmm. the more likely I am to overthink it and Spot probably on. blow it. And that's everything from approaching a beautiful woman across the room to, of course, starting the podcast, writing the book, and everything. It's everything in my life because I'm a classic overthinker and I've conditioned myself to just do, do, do and grow as I go, take imperfect action. That's all it is, imperfect action. So let's, let's switch this up a little bit. You know, my inspiration from an interviewer standpoint is Howard Stern. It's somebody I grew up with. And once I worked at SiriusXM for a number of years, I, and I was there when Howard came from terrestrial radio to satellite radio. And it was incredible because Howard's show, I don't know how big of a fan you guys are, when he was on terrestrial radio, he really was a shock jock, right? It was 20 minute segments. And then once he moved over to satellite radio and had this open format with no censorship, his whole game changed and he was able to interview guests unlimited and talk to them for an hour and 15 minutes straight without anything. And that was really incredible. And the other interesting thing that, that Howard talks about too, it was a big change in his life when he started psychoanalysis, um, psychotherapy analysis. And it really helped him break down, you know, his ego and the, and the man he was in the past. And it really opened him up from a vulnerability standpoint. And as he opened up his own vulnerability, he became a significantly better interviewer. But anyway, Anderson Cooper was interviewing Howard. Howard's book came out last week and he had a couple of interesting quotes. And one of them that kind of resonated with me was, yeah, there it is. Howard Stern comes again. Howard, get this out on the air. He said, we have lost the art of conversation as a culture, as human beings. And I truly believe that podcasts like your guys are bringing that back. Jordan, when, when I say we've lost the art of conversation, what, what, what does that mean to you? How does that resonate? That resonates in a sense that I don't have my phone anywhere near me right now, but we're just looking down all day and we've lost, you know, it's like use it or lose it. And we have, you know, our ability to, you know, make conversation and make friends has been, uh, you know, in a steady downturn. I mean, people, you know, there's a research study in the Atlantic that I have referenced several times in my podcast where the amount of teenagers that report feeling lonely are at, you know, have been increasing since the iPhone first came out in 2007 and really, oh, and depression and, and the rate at which like uh, young people, happen. young people hang out with their friends. Uh, that's been going down for the past, you know, 12 years. Kids as don't well. play anymore. Right? It's right. all texting. I see my daughter right. doing that. And, and, you know, so going to like the, the feeling, you know, the feeling lonely, it's like, not that we have less opportunity to make friends. It's just that we don't, I don't like, we don't take advantage of those opportunities anymore because we're so stuck in our phones. And it's like, you know, it's, it, it can just be as simple as like my rule when I'm out and I need to get better at it. But like, I think about it all the time. Like when I'm around other people, keep my phone away. Like, don't take it out of the pocket, you know, at, at the disposition. Like, like, I, like I just want to maximize the possibilities of like meeting people, you know, those mundane or organic, you know, natural, like, or, like just totally organic. Uh, you know, you, you, you never would have saw it coming and we lose that ability uh, and thus the ability to make conversation over the long haul. I mean, did you guys notice this? You, you were both in the city recently. I mean, if you open up your eyes and just kind of focus in on everyone's faces and their actions, the majority of people are looking down at their phones while they're walking. That's right. And, and like, I think evolution, our next, we're just going to start the next generation. We're going to be bent, you know, neck, neck over completely. Switching back to, to, to 
podcast for a little bit, you know, people probably ask you this question all the time, but you know, I think the stats crazy. I think it's like 7,000 new podcasts a day are, are being launched, but you know, Mark, one single piece of advice. Well, let me fast forward back to that. When I was talking to you about launching my podcast, you said to me something extremely important. You said, once it stops being fun, stop doing it. In addition um, to that, what one single piece of advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about launching a podcast? Um, can I answer the, uh, the whole conversation piece about how we've lost that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's go back to that. <laughs> I, gypped you, I gypped you out on that one. Yeah, man, I was getting yeah, excited. Mark's Mark's definitely Mark's much more well organized and has better perspectives than I do. I'm eager to no, I no, I I'm so eager to hear what you because your your thoughts are so much more organized and have you like as you said it earlier, they have a thesis, like a well, defined thesis. So I'm like eager to hear. Yeah, man. So I so I largely disagree with Howard and like the whole sort of uh, societal narrative of like smartphones are making us less human and less social. I definitely think that there are some concerns like Adam, what you said about the neck, like I'm totally trying to avoid that. That's why whenever I use my phone, I like hold it up to my face so I don't have to look down. That's Keep your posture. That's definitely, yeah, definitely posture. And like, if you just look at like somebody who's depressed, for example, like naturally speaking, their shoulders are turned, they're looking down yeah. and it's like, you don't want to get in that because if you do, the body-mind feedback loop will eventually make you feel like you're depressed if you're in that position, even if you're not depressed. And looking down at your phone just so happens to emulate that. But like, honestly, I, I think it's like this. So I remember when I was in school, before the iPhone came out in like 2005, six, and you know, so on. Dude, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have any, have any friends. And that's not obviously like technology to blame for. But I don't think people have been conversing properly in general. And I actually think that everyone being on their iPhone has actually improved it in a lot of different ways. So when I was growing up and I began to post on social media, being a like introverted, naturally, um, naturally introverted, maybe even socially anxious kid, when I would post stuff on social media, that would let other people that are following me know a little bit who I am and what I'm about. And it just completely sort of eliminates the small talk. And they're able to be like, hey, Mark, you know, instead of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, right. oh, dude, you know, I saw yesterday you were here and this and that. And also at the same time, like, you know, people have been, people have been trying to, you know, front their, their um, like their perfect lives even before social media. Right, like right. It wasn't so I was just the private jets and the Lambos. There's a lot before that. Private jets and Lambos, and then also like I was listening to this episode of uh, uh, Joe Rogan with Dr. Phil, and he was basically saying that, you know, if, if a kid is in a classroom, right, and let's say, you know, their dad at home for whatever reason is is beating them, or he's an alcoholic or something, now that kid knows that you know he's got a problem going on in his life. And so he'll look at all the other kids in his classroom and everyone is sort of like taught to just put up like a smiley face and just like, don't talk about your emotions. Don't let anything out. And when that kid looks at all those other kids faces, he gives him a feeling of like, Oh, everyone else's life is totally perfect. And so this, this is, this has existed before social media, before the internet. 
Um, I honestly think it has connected us way more. But on the flip side, I also think that social media in some ways is it's such a work in progress. It's so early. They've got still so much to work on. We've got so much to learn. Like, for example, you know, when you open up a, a LinkedIn post or a tweet, you know, that person's thought or that person's idea is now sort of broken down into uh, letters, which are basically just different colored LED pixels on a, on a box that you're holding in your hand combined with like a picture of that person's face. And it's like, when that happens, you start to think things about that person uh, that are naturally not true. And so like you begin to look at Yeah. You begin to look out in the future and it's like, what's the future of this? They're totally going to update social media. People are going to be like, I'm telling you, we're all going to be living in like a mixed reality in like five to 10 years from now. Like, it's scary or exciting though. It, I think it's super exciting because yeah. the matter of the fact is like whenever I want to access the digital world, so meaning hop on this conversation on this podcast, uh, text somebody, uh, record something, I have to step out of reality and I have to look down at my phone and, and use my finger to press things. But if we're all living in a mixed reality world that is like literally seamless and integrated, it's just going to be one life. And at that point, it's no longer going to be, oh, you're stuck with only the people in your classroom. It's going to be like, hey, you want to go talk to your grandma that's in Peru? Well, you could literally have lunch with her now in mixed right. reality. And I think it's, that's going to completely connect the world way more and it's going to evolve. And um, I honestly think today, like people, I mean, not today, but people like 15, 20, 25 years from now will look back at people today and be like, man, remember those like super anti-human people? Like everyone was on their phone while they were driving. They still had to control the steering wheel. Everyone was looking down and it's like, it's a hundred percent going to change. I 100%. love it. That it, so it's taken that thesis that it's connecting us even more or better. So the opposite of Howard saying we've lost the art of communication and technology is really, you know, pulling us back together. And it's how you adapt to it and how to utilize it best for interpersonal communication. Can I say one more thing? No, of course. <laughs> no, you're done. So, dude, let me, let me connect this at a global level. Yeah. So if you look around today, you don't really see the same kinds of wars that were fought like 50, 100 years ago, right? You don't see, you know, South Korea versus China. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Right. And that's because um, for basically human existence, Nations, kings, governments have been taking advantage of the people to basically take over other countries, to take over their resources, their people, their money, and grow their empires, right? That's not happening anymore because at any time, if the United States wants to get into a war with like Iran, for example, I can go on Skype on my phone and call up anybody from Iran and understand that, oh, wow, he's just a totally normal human being. And so the, enemy. the level of connection, yeah, the level of connection, level of communication that we have at a species global level has completely changed the way that like, exactly. Like if you literally just go on like Wikipedia and you look at like the wars that have happened mm-hmm. just in the 20th century, it is crazy, but almost none of it is happening today or the kinds of wars have changed. But it's like, man, th- there's so much good to this that the negative, like the mm-hmm is that definitely are like tangible and legit that we totally should uh include in conversations that's like two percent of like the whole sort of like big picture uh movement of what's going on 
Wow, this went off on a on a very interesting tangent well, maybe, here. Maybe you know <laughs> to it. play devil's advocate though, with like Please. wars not really happening anymore. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with that. I I like what Mark said, but you could argue, one could argue that with the advent of nuclear weapons, the reason there are fewer wars is because war is equated to collective suicide. Now. It's extreme. <laughs> yeah, it's extreme. So. No, uh, nobody really wants to participate in that. You well, know? it's the whole point of nuclear bombs, right? It's a deterrent. It's the ultimate deterrent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, that's definitely interesting. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Jordan, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we do, we, we do happen to live in the country, the only country in the world that has actually used them. But um, this, this is interesting because, so I interviewed uh, the founder of uh, Taser, he recently came out with this book called The End of Killing. And he was basically telling me that uh, like a hundred years ago, you killing somebody was basically like Saturday night entertainment. Like criminals were murdered in like the middle of the town square. Murder was you know, commonplace. Exactly. But today, even though, you know, we're seeing a lot of things on the news, like different mass shootings and whatnot, the rate of killing has just completely, completely, dramatically dropped in a rate that's never happened before. Like if you're looking at an expanded timeline and not just the last 20 years. Yeah, not just the last 20 years. And even if you look at the last 20 years, like specifically in the US of gun violence, it's even gone down. Like a lot of people don't think that yeah. because of different headlines. All rates of violence in every single country have gone down. They have. You can look up. Hmm. And, so, and so basically like what Rick was telling me, is that, and this is a bit of a tangent, but Rick was telling me that, and, and he's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ. Like they do deals with governments and like, you know, Taser su su supplies all police officers in America. Does the NRA support Taser? I have no idea. And with, uh, and with body cameras. And so I think the main idea of this is like, now that we've got technology, We've got to start putting our money, investing it rather than spending, and this is literally a quote from Rick, rather than spending trillions of dollars on nuclear weapons, because that's just stupid, we need to invest that money into non-lethal weapon capabilities, right? right? Because if something bad happens, like you don't want to kill somebody, period, in general. You want to subdue them. You want to stop them from doing what they're doing. Like you take a look at, for example, Afghanistan, and it's like, you know, the 18-year-old American soldier that's in like the US embassy wall that has an M16. And if you know, ISIS or Al Qaeda brainwashes a little 12 year old kid to put on bombs and to come up to the approach, the 18 year old American now has some option whether to, I'm going to kill this kid or, you know, I'm going to shoot a taser out him and lock right. him down. And so, yeah. And like that's, that's really what humanity is all about. Right. It's like nobody wants to kill anybody. Um, I think, you know, like, like just, to give us perspective, like humans have gone so far from the old problems that we've had. And like, we need people like us to get out there and talk about these issues because, you know, they're not perfect, but it takes a while for these things to improve and to get solved. And you take a look around the world, like I'm in Boston, there's like, I don't even know how many startups are in Boston that are trying to solve various ideas, but it's like, that's one city that's happening in basically every single city in every single developing country of like, whether it's young or old, ambitious scale. people, 
that are trying to like make things happen for love and truth. And it's just like, this is the world we live in today. There may definitely be mistakes, but it's totally awesome, man. I I wouldn't live. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, there's been bullshit in every stage in life, you know, a- a- absolutely. So let's, let's switch it up a bit. Let's bring it, let's bring it to a, a lighter note and, and kind of a little bit more rapid fire here. And, and I'd love to get some answers that I kind of been thinking about, you know, and you probably gotten this one before, but Jordan, what, one guest, dead guest that you would have loved to interview on your show. Oh, it's a good one. Mark, you get an extra minute to think about that. Uh, I already got the answer. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, I like to I like to really ask the tough questions, uh, you know, questions with teeth. So I am not afraid to bring on people that I disagree with, and I won't name names here. But you did have one recently? I did have one recently. That's a good one. I appreciated that one. Can Thanks. You say who? Uh, no. <laughs> In the chat, bro. Okay. <laughs> um, but I so I would. Just just because I'm curious, always been a curious guy, but I'd interview somebody like Adolf Hitler, you know? I felt like you were going with that. Side side note, I'm going to Berlin in a couple of weeks. We're kind of organizing our tours now, and they have like a super underground Hitler tour, and I'm like, first stop on the list. You know who else? He's not dead, but oj simpson and of course Ooh. with all these I, i'd have i'd Would have you go right out of the game the first all question. Over, like he's but, pretty much already answered the question right like we already know he did it like would that yeah be, would that be I the know. first question but i would just <laughs> I, I, he hasn't done he hasn't done an interview like that i watched one from about 2006 that was really good questions with teeth throughout uh but that was 2006 and now i'd love to circle back around to that mm. mark mm. Dude, you really got my mind going, man. I would totally love to interview Hitler, but um, <laughs> you could do it. You could do a, a Zoom call with Hitler. We have the technology in a couple of years, some augmented reality. Dude, I was dude. That okay? So, dude, that's actually one of my predictions. My prediction for the future is that we're gonna be able to like take all of the information of people, recreate them with AI, and like you could literally interview them. So the I totally think Hitler. possible. Exactly. One day somehow, right? Um, to me, the two people that stick out. That I'll interview number one is Napoleon Hill. When I read Think and Grow Rich when I was like 18, 19, totally changed the course of my life. Um, and probably the second person, if I could, is like probably like Jesus Christ. I, I would love to go back and uh, interview somebody who started like one of the world's biggest uh, movements and just like you know, get to know him as a person, you know, see what kind of like keys of success he could drop. I, That'd be a banger. <laughs> I smell, I smell a collab yeah. happening here. I think, I think we can make this happen. Now, Jordan, going back to what you said before, those, those real biting questions. I never asked this question. And a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to a men's retreat for the weekend where we really worked on digging deep into our problems and, and working with other men and, and really bonding. And it was incredible. And one of the questions that we had to ask each other was, Tell me, tell me something here that we need to know about you that you've never told anybody else. That we need to know about you that you've never done on the air, that you've never talked about publicly. It's a good question. I've talked it's about hard, a man. lot publicly. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to have the courage to say, I don't know. And I'll tell you, I don't know here. Uh, you know, I've, I've shared a lot, like I share, you know, within the first five minutes here, of course, 
uh, like my my experience of crying on Tuesday. Like I don't. That was cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like. I don't really hide anything. I'm just. I mean, if I had something, I'd love to tell you. I would love. What about relationships? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> it's a good one. Smart. See, Appreciate see, it. Now it's like more pointed and directed, and now I got it. Okay, so like, yeah, I've never had a relationship longer than five weeks. So hmm. that's something that's interesting. Yeah. And have you looked? Have you looked inside to think about why why that is? Um. Yes, I have. Uh, but you know, it's just not the right time right now for me and uh you know i think there's i think there's a little bit of a mismatch going on because just the things that the average 21 year old girl thinks about and does doesn't align with the things that mark and i do and think about and i (laughs) listen i've done it i have tried it with the like when i was in the bahamas in you know september i met this gorgeous 30 year old lingerie football league player they're just cougar and we yes and and she ended up living two hours from me and uh and we ended up seeing each other for a month afterwards but the you know what got us there she couldn't get over the age thing so there's always like a but there's a mismatch with people my age and there's a mismatch with people who are you know nine years older than me so that's where i'm at right now and uh you know i've i've had it before where i can look back at some of those three, four, five week relationships. And if you even want to call it that and be like, wow, if I, if that had worked out, I wouldn't do, I, I wouldn't have X, Y, and Z going on right now. Interesting. So I am, I am, I don't stress it. Like it's, good man. literal man dude. In, in due time in due time enjoy yourself i'm telling you enjoy yourself i am enjoy both of you like experience dude. touch taste feel experience it all <laughs> do it and i'm not saying it's too late but do it mark you share a lot all the time you're you're pretty open as well but what's something that we we, we don't know like let's talk let's yeah. do something topic relationships yeah, no, I mean, literally the reason why I said that to Jordan was because that's definitely something that I'm experiencing right now. You, about, um, you know, 21-year-old girls not being, you know, relatable in that sense. Dude, I'm 100% with you. All the girls that I have met that are in this similar frame end up turning out to be like psychos. And so that part of my life is something that is like, not developed at all like i need to hit this hard and i'm i'm actually trying to pursue it i am stressing about it because like Mm, mm. you know i'm not i'm a very patient guy i'm not like you know running out there in the streets trying to like go up to girls but it's like i know that being in a relationship finding somebody that you know sort of like your soulmate and developing that is just so 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 super important like i don't really believe in the like the lone wolf mentality. Like Adam, you mentioned the beginning of like, you know, when you met your wife, that was like the beginning of your 2.0. And it's like, dude, that's what I'm trying to do right now. So like, that's a major area of my life that I'm like beginning to work on. And as I am, I'm beginning to realize like, oh, the reason why I haven't been in like a serious relationship is because of, you know, this problem and, and, and having to go a little bit deeper. And so it's, um, yeah, that's a, that's like a massive, massive, uh, bucket that i'm trying to tackle right now pretty hard because um i think it's super important and and you'll you'll hit it man you'll hit it man you'll harness it's it's the inner king the inner warrior the inner lover the inner magician 
you know, all these elements, you know, are going to come out, are going to come out to you guys. So, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, I, what, I, agree, what, what, I agree with Mark. I don't, I don't like, I'm not a fan of the lone wolf. Like I don't believe in the lone wolf mentality uh, either. You know, I, I would say better together, but there's also too like, you know, to, I guess, harp on again, like just the, the mismatch here. Like Mark, and you'll probably relate to this, a lot of these 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, what have you, uh, very disempowering mindsets. There is nothing, there is no bigger turnoff for me than a disempowering mindset. Mm. Like I see things like, thank God it's Friday, as if they like could, you know, they, they live for only the weekend. Monday through Thursday was so awful. Every, Monday, through, wow. Monday through Thursday is like, mm. I hate the world, this sucks. And oh, I, I, you know what else too? Like, I don't want it. Like, I don't want uh, no uh, I'd, places I'd rather be. Like, I don't want to be here right now. I don't appreciate this moment. And I just like, I go, I go, ugh, like, ugh. we are not for that. each other. <laughs> like, no, no, not on What it. are we going to do about this? I don't know, man. <laughs> you guys need to start a new app of like minded women. You well, find yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. You they're know? out there. They're, there's unicorns out there, I guess. There actually is, though. Yeah, it's all. I, I'm, pot for every lid. Yeah. A lid I'm, for every pot. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure. You know, I have faith. Like, it's, yeah, no. it's all good. And, you know, the way, the way I look at it, too, like, you know, these are these are very likely the last few years that I'll ever be single in my entire life. Like I have, I have, I, I, why, why do you think that? Because that's just how our society is. We get married and we stay married or we don't stay married and we get married again. So like I have, I have plenty of time to like be with someone. So that's why I'm like, not too upset about like not being with someone right now yeah you're, you're, you're just fine. in just in and that's what it, the it, it's about like you know places i'd rather be thank god it's right like i'm appreciating you know they're not appreciating that i'm appreciating being right here right now yeah and i appreciate that yeah, you appreciate yeah. that so I want, I want to wrap it up and i ask these two questions to every guest on every show and i'll throw it to mark right here mark yeah what what is the one thing that you have deeply etched into your soul that that's your superpower that really comes to the top that makes you who you are? Mark Metry, what is your superpower? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. So um, I think there's a, I think there's a part of us that was never born, can never die, and has been with us ever since we got here. And for me, man, I think it's just I have a I have a big heart, and what I mean by that is like. You know, I definitely think I, you know, engaged in negative self-talk, but like, I think that one of the things that saved me throughout my entire life is like, I've always been like a friend to myself. I've, you know, like I've never been in one of those moments where I'm like trying to escape myself other than like a, a short period. I know what that's like, but I think for me, I have a, I have a big heart and I'm able to uh, use that to connect to people. And like, I, I can't tell you how often you know, when people meet me in real life at like an event or something, they're always like, you know, like Mark, it feels like I've, I, like I've known you for like my entire life. And I think like that big heart comes from, you know, the universe, God, definitely from having uh, awesome, uh, loving parents, grew up a lot with my sister. They also have big hearts. And so I think that's, uh, that's my superpower. 
Jordan? Being uniquely and unapologetically me. That's all it is. And I'm wearing right now like a, you know, a shirt that says aguacate fever and there's a, it's an avocado and and instead of the pit there's a, it's a disco ball in there like it's, <laughs> you know, there's stuff it's just you know little just things like yourself, that man just be yourself always. well little things like that on a micro level but just just i appreciate the way that i think and the way that i do things while also like being aware of my psychological blind spots and having that dream team around me and constantly like questioning myself and having that support group of people like I constantly like like I ask people what is unclear about this what about this just sucks like I just try to see my psychological blind spots and I and I think you're you're both so naturally curious which makes you awesome last question and I think Jordan we talked about this a lot when I was on your podcast you know when I was at my lowest you know for me I had to look up I had to look for something that was going to pull me up and my North star and my North star is my family, my kids, why I named my company after my daughter at the time. Jordan, what's, what's your North star? What do you look to when things are going great and you want to show extreme gratitude and when things are not going well, what do you look to pull you up that constant that's always up there for you? My mom. (laughs) That's it. Mark. Yeah. So, um, so my North star is not, uh, not my mom or my family, even though I, they're definitely up there in the priorities for sure. Uh, I think, I, honestly, I think my North Star is like uh, my, my why of, uh, of what it is that I'm doing. And uh, what I mean by that is like whenever I get unmotivated or in my uh, downtimes, I always just think of like the the 12 year old version of myself and who I sort of used to be. And it's like, you know, if I knew the things that I knew now, you know, like, you know, Adam, you said like, you know, if you, if you were our age, it's like, I have that same thing, but of like the 12 year old version of me. And like, that's honestly what I've been like studying. Like I've been trying to understand my previous mindset so I can learn how to communicate to that person. Because I just don't think it's, you know, I don't think the way that we change the world is by like, you know, giving everybody a copy of a book or like a podcast or a video. I think it's much more complicated than that. And so for me, it's like, how can I speak to that 12 year old version of Mark? Because there's literally like, millions if not billions of people that do that and honestly like my my north stars to impact the lives of a billion people uh, on planet earth by the time i'm i'm said and gone so uh that's my north star gentlemen thank you hey this has been this has been a lot of fun so closing thoughts here last week i watched one of my favorite interviewers anderson cooper interview my all-time hero and inspiration howard stern on the release of his new book and they hit a few things that really stood out to me especially when i think about mark and jordan and their podcast the first it's okay to share an audience you could be a fan of howard and cnn at the same time the two do not need to be mutually exclusive especially as we look to build tribes of like-minded people there will surely be overlap and that's cool that's what drives things the second which we talked about a lot as we've lost the art of conversation, which we discussed earlier. Both of you are championing that in spades. And it's not just Q&A, but real meaningful, insightful, and entertaining conversation. And last, Howard said about his recent reinvention since going to SiriusXM, going through deep psychotherapy. 
opening yourself up as an interviewer opens you up your own vulnerability. And that hit me deep. And that's something that, you know, I, I really take to heart. And for me, and I think like these guys, my podcast is my canvas, my creative expression to showcase my superpower, which is connecting people through my network. It's what I do best. And this podcast is a true manifestation of that. And even at a relatively young age, both Mark and Jordan are master artists. More importantly, through their podcasts and the way they conduct themselves, both on screen and off screen, they are both mastering self-awareness and exponential growth. Kudos to you guys on that. And I waited until I had aired 25 episodes to have Mark and Jordan on because I wanted to have some practice under my belt before stepping into the ring with these two champs. And I thank you both for inspiring me, motivating me to create my podcast and keep on going. And more importantly, that commitment. And Mark said it to me and I said it before, once it stops being fun, stop. And for me, this is just the beginning. Mark and Jordan are both wise beyond their years and have truly mastered the current way to connect, network, build a community, a brand, and drive meaningful conversation, and most importantly, always adding value. I'm grateful for their support, guidance, and just being all around good dudes, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Jordan, where could folks connect with you? Growth Mindset University, wherever you listen to podcasts, people know where to find it if they're listening to this. I earn every second of my listener's attention. I only bring on people who I am absolutely thirsting for knowledge from thirsting man that's why i don't like i don't take requests okay because i need to be thirsting for knowledge from you so growth mindset university you can go to jordanparis.com if you're really curious about my socials and where i am on the interwebs you scroll to the bottom in the footer there's every social handle there and mark i hear that you're somewhere on itunes where can we find <laughs> where can you know, folks can I, find you mark metry yeah can i can i actually say something about uh, what you said about if it's if you're not having fun with it stop yeah yeah so uh i totally agree with that but um i also think it's pretty easy to like bs yourself and use not having fun as an excuse to you know actually not do the work that you were put here to do on this planet so Love definitely it. keep that in mind in the you know the mind's infinite uh, maze of tricks and cognitive distortions but um yeah just look me up mark metry m-a-r-k-m-e-t-r-y anywhere on the internet or off the internet go to your local grocery store and ask them if, if they've seen me <laughs> search anywhere i'll be there awesome <laughs> gentlemen i can't thank you enough i mean I, I really appreciate it this has been awesome and thank you for indulging me in my in my first experiment into into multi-guests and to everyone listening thank you for joining us on the podcast please be sure to follow us on all the social media links click subscribe link comment network engage and remember take your online offline and watch the magic happen and catch us next week for another amazing episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode, jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com. <laughs>